everyone. It is April 14th, Tuesday, and this is Quarantine Devotionals. I'm Jada, and today's message, we're going to be looking at sickness and healing. We're going to start with Mark, and this is Mark chapter 2, I believe. Yes, Mark chapter 2, and we're going to be reading the story of Jesus forgiving and healing um, the paralyzed man. Forgiving the people that were around the paralyzed man as well as the paralyzed man. And so this is verses 2 through 12. And it starts. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. So this story is a popular story in the Bible, and it's one of those stories that you read over and over, and you start to learn new things about what Jesus' intention was with the people um, that were surrounding him and what his message is to us today. So obviously it starts off by saying that there's a paralyzed man. And I think when I first read the story, my immediate thought was that when Jesus had saw him and saw their faith, when he commended them that he was going to automatically say to the man, get up and walk and heal him. Instead of healing him physically, first he healed him spiritually. Instead of healing him physically, he forgave him of his sins first and I thought to myself why was that so weird to me that Jesus instead of healing this man forgave him of his sins and he even says which is easier for me which is easier for me so what I wanted to reflect on today is our needs Versus our needs in God. There are those needs that we have that are purely of this world. That will only satisfy us in this world. And then there are spiritual needs that have to be met in order to meet our Heavenly Father. The man wanted to be healed. That's why he was there. That's why there were four people carrying him. 
lowering down him down into the place where Jesus was said to be, the place that people knew he was. And if I was sick, I have been sick. So let's take me for example. I remember being sick and um, saying to God, heal me. If I had been sick back then and I knew that the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was there, and he has the power above all to physically lay hands, not even lay hands, just to physically heal you by the power of his tongue alone. If I knew that, I would go to him expecting him to do it to me. But if he had told me first, I'm going to forgive you of your sins. This is before he died for our sins. This is before the new covenant occurred. This is when the wager for sin was death. So if he had said to me, I'm going to forgive you of your sins, I think I would have kind of looked around like, you're, you're Jesus Christ and you can't even heal me? I'm paralyzed and you can't lay your healing hands on me and, and give me life anew? Why? And I think Jesus would have been extremely disappointed. Just as he was extremely disappointed in the men that were around him. He said, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus wanted the teachers that were there. Um, It says that they were teachers of the law. So they obviously had uh, disbelief. And... They didn't believe that Jesus had the power to forgive sins. They knew it was already known that Jesus had the power to heal because he and his disciples had been going around and healing people. We know that those are powers that were granted to them as well through Jesus and that Jesus was also, um, of course, the main component of the healing machine that was God and um, that is God and that was going throughout the land at that time. So it was clear that he could perform miracles, but it wasn't clear to them that he was indeed the son of man and he could forgive sins. So they expected him to heal this man physically, but what they weren't expecting, truly expecting was for him to heal the man spiritually. And I think we get caught up in our health. We get so concerned with our physical well-being that we forget that our spiritual well-being is just as important. Which one is more important to God? Which one is more important to God? He obviously loves us, but when sickness befalls us, why aren't we healed immediately if God said that he wanted us to have life and have it more abundantly if he claims to be a healer? Why not heal us all immediately? Well, I think there is truth in the fact that he wants us to have life more abundantly, But our definition of abundance is different than his. Abundance to him is everlasting life. Abundance to him is the love of God that lasts in eternity and that involves us being with our Heavenly Father throughout time, for all time. Our abundance is, I want to be healed immediately. I want my finances to be healed immediately. I want my job situation to be healed immediately. I want my body to be healed immediately. We have so many conditions and so many demands, but truly, if we focus on things that are spiritual, that are of God, then we know already that 
He has the power to do all these things. But first, what we need is his forgiveness and his, and his saving. We already have his saving. We already have his forgiveness. God has the power to forgive us, but he also has the power to heal us spiritually. So he wants to work on you first before he rewards you for his own love. He doesn't reward you for anything that you do because everything that we do honestly is to give praise to him in some way or some fashion in some form it all goes back it all trickles down to giving praise back to God if we are doing things for him so it's not really anything that we do it still all goes back to him it's because of his love that we are in the first place so God truly wants to show us who he is through our situations, through our hardships, and through our illnesses. It is so hard to have a physical illness because you're reminded of how mortal you are. But in that mortality, you should think of the immortality that was promised to you through Christ Jesus. That's what he wants. He uses this time to heal you spiritually. Maybe you haven't been listening to him. Maybe he's trying to get your attention. There have been times in my life where I felt that he has done that. And uh, it's made sense because as soon as it happened, I snapped back. I remember my own mortality and then I hang on to his promise of immortality. And all of a sudden, I'm right where he needs me to be. And it shouldn't take that, but it does because we are so distracted. And it's so easy to become obsessed with things that are not important, with things that will pass away when we pass over. So... God knew what they were thinking in their hearts, but he said, I can do both. That's what he wants us to know today is that he can do both. There are so many people that are sick right now, sick with all types of ailments, especially um, this virus that is going around. But even before that, things that we've been dealing with since the beginning of time and new things as well. And God is a healer. That is, that is not untrue. But he also is a spiritual healer. Sometimes he delays healing of the body for healing of the heart, for healing of the mind, healing of the spirit. And we don't ask for those things first. A lot of us don't ask for those things first. We immediately want our body to be healed. Why? Because we want to keep on being in control of our lives. Think on, uh, keep on thinking that we're in control of our lives. And that starts with having physical control first. I know that I'm healthy so I can go out and I can get this money and I can hang out with my friends and I can do this and that. But we hardly truly ask him to transform our minds and our hearts because that's what he's really after. Your body is temporary. It will break down. It's supposed to. It's mortal. It's not immortal. The only thing immortal about us is God. Remember that he lives and that he dwells inside of our hearts and that his love for us shines through the darkness that exists within them. So because of that, truly, our immortality comes from God alone. And then he heals the man and he also forgives him of his sin. He lets them know he can do both. And then they praise him saying, we have never seen anything like this. We have never seen anything like this. So, God is a healing God. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Who else is in his right hand? Who sits at the right hand of God? Jesus. Jesus. 
You restored me to health and let me live, says Isaiah chapter 38, verses 6 through 16 through 17. Surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction. You will put all my sins behind your back. You have claimed all my sins. You have died for all of my sins. You bore the wrath for all of my sins. He said, you have restored me to health and let me live. So we need to understand that physical healing isn't necessarily a guarantee from God. When it happens, it is such a huge blessing. But what, what also is a huge blessing? His forgiveness, his grace, his love, his mercy. We have to start weighing those things against the other. Which is more important? That's why we have family members that die from illnesses. That's why terrible things happen, it feels like to us. And it feels like we can't catch a break. Because you have to realize that, we all have to realize, that God has different priorities than us. Remember, he thinks differently than we do. His actions, his ways are different than ours. He's focused on getting us to him. That's what he wants. We're focused on living our life on earth. Those are two different focuses. So, of course, when calamity happens, when bad things happen, we blame him and we want to immediately be taken out of the situation. But maybe God doesn't want us to to be taken out of that situation just yet. He has things to tell us. He has things for us to learn. And it is in in that stage of learning that we're able to truly identify who he is in our lives. Jeremiah 33, 6 says, Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Psalms 41, 2 through 3. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. So Jesus' affliction doesn't just heal us physically, it heals us spiritually. Isaiah 53, 4-5 says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed, not just physically, but spiritually. We are healed, fully healed. We are no longer bearing the intense wrath of God. The what would have been God's forsaken forsakenness of us. We no longer are victim to that. We don't have to experience it because we are healed by Jesus' wounds. Proverbs 4. 20 through 22 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to one's body. Psalms 107 verses 19 through 21 says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. It says he sent out his word. His word is healing. Words go into into our head, right? They go into our minds and hopefully find their way into our hearts. Right? So his words healed them. His words are healing. 
Meaning there is much more to be healed than just your body. Much more to be healed than just your situation. God wants you truly to be healed. True spiritual healing. And once you are truly healed spiritually and you stay in God's word, that affliction does not come back. Whatever was pushing you away, whatever demon was inside of you, trying to get in your head those voices, once God heals you spiritually, that can sustain you for the rest of your life. If you stay in his word and if you keep trusting and believing in him. Yes, physical illnesses will come and go. Sometimes they will sometimes it will our physical bodies will succumb to them. But that doesn't mean that our spiritual bodies, that our spiritual lives have to succumb to the trials and tribulations that we face in the world. I had a grandmother who was a preacher and we prayed for her fervently to be healed. But she already had found peace. She had breast cancer and she died. She died while we were around her. And I wasn't in the same room, but I was in the same house. And I felt her, her spirit leave her body, breast cancer. And I thought, she is a teacher of the word and she died. What is, what, what's going to happen to me? But it's, it wasn't like that. God had already healed her spiritually. She knew that her body, the breakdown of her body, truly did not mean anything. And the grand scheme of it all, what really truly mattered was that her sins were forgiven, God was with her, and she was going to be reunited with her Heavenly Father. A lot of us don't think that way, and it's hard to. It's hard. It's hard when things come over you and and you you want so badly to be healed and you're hanging on to the, the scriptures that give you hope and encouragement but it's still getting worse i mean i know someone who just died yesterday of leukemia and he was seeming to do fine and we were all praying for him he had so many people that loved him and his body succumbed but his spirit didn't he was always a fighter he knew that god was taking care of him and god is still taking care of him he still is so we are in alive in Christ. We were already dead. We were dead before. Before we were even born, we were dead. We were dead spiritually. But when Christ, because remember, God knows the beginning of time, the end. Before your parents even thought of you, God was there. God knew who you were going to be. He could have known since the beginning of time. And time to us is way different than him. So who knows, right? Alive with Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised up, raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So Christ is, like I said, our mediator. When Christ raised from the dead, was raised from the dead by God, by his father, we were also raised from the dead. And because Christ sits at his right, at the right of his throne, so do we. That's our place. So do we. It says we are seated with him with him 
with him. We are seated with him. His mercy. He says rich in mercy. Not just... Money isn't the only thing you can be rich in. He says rich in mercy. Made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. So if you think of death and life. There's spiritual death and there's physical death. But one has power over the other. One has power over the other. You can physically die, but that does not mean that you're physically dead. Uh, You can uh, spiritually dead. But if you are spiritually dead, it doesn't really matter what your physical well-being is. It ends the same. But if you are made alive in Christ, as we all are, it doesn't matter what happens to our physical bodies. We can find peace, joy, and life with God for all eternity, which is a hard concept to grasp. Eternity, we can't process it. The Bible already tells us that we can't. We can try, but we can't. So no matter what's happening in your life, no matter who you know that is going through sickness or illness, I want you to remember that God heals us in more ways than one. And one of those ways is way more important than the other. And it's hard to admit, but it is. But he can also heal our bodies. That is an extreme blessing. It's an extravagant display of his love and grace for us. It's a miracle. But what also is a miracle is his ability to raise us from our spiritual death and to give us life through Christ Jesus as we have today. So thank God. That's why we praise him in the middle of it. That's why. Because we are alive in him. So thank God. Thank God for making us alive, for giving us true life. So I pray for all the people under the sound of my voice. I pray for those who are sick in their sick beds, in their deathbeds. They don't see a way out. God, their body is filled with pain and grief. Their mind is filled with agony and turmoil. They cannot find peace. God, know that they have peace. God, let them know they have peace in you. God, you are a healer, but of more than just our bodies. Even when you don't see fit to heal our bodies, God, when you call us up to you, we listen and we come. God, we pray that they know that they have peace and joy and love and prosperity waiting for them. That this physical world means nothing, God. That you and you alone grant them the ability to live beyond death, death. God, we are alive from the grave and we sit with you. We sit with your son, God, at your right side. Thank you for sending him down, God. Thank you for having him live a life like us to show us what it truly means to be alive, what it truly means to experience and to give love. God, he took all of our transgressions. He took all of our sins. He took the weight and the pain, God. He took the forsakenness of them all so that we may live. God, it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter how we're going through it, how long. God, you are always there. 
Our trials, our tribulations do not compare to the victory that you have already won. And because of that, we don't succumb spiritually, God, to our physical illnesses. We never succumb spiritually, God, to our physical illnesses. And you, we have life. We have the victory over it all because you have the victory. So no matter what happens, God, you will always be praised because we have already won. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. God is God. God and will always be God and he will be God for you. So I pray that God gives you peace and I pray that God gives you joy and I pray that God gives you comfort in these times that there are people who are dying. There are people, true, real people who are dying, God. They don't even know it. They're hanging on to hope. They're scared. They're afraid and you will heal some of them but you won't heal all of them, not physically, but spiritually, God, everyone everyone on this earth has found love and blessedness in you assurance god blessed assurance so we say thank you that no matter what it looks like there is a way out and that way out and that way out of any any trial any tribulation any valley any tomb That way out was granted to us when you rose your son from the dead, when you raised him from the dead, God. It was granted to us. And we say thank you. And we love you. And we praise you in the middle of it. Have peace. True peace. God. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. And keeping us alive in your word. Your word is our food. God, we need it daily daily and thank you for this word in your name in jesus name i pray amen thank you for listening rest assured that we are made alive in christ that he bore our suffering that he was punished by god and afflicted so that we may be healed so that we didn't have to pay the price for our transgressions for our iniquities god protects and loves us God is our physical healer, but he's also our spiritual healer. And we need him spiritually before all else. No matter what you're going through, God loves you. Okay? He loves you. Thank you. I will see you next time. And this has been Quarantine Devotionals. Stay blessed.